Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ike, we've got a big announcement for our listeners and guests, but we'll get to that in five to ten minutes. Welcome into the Believe in Steelers show. I'm Mark Bergen. He's swagging you, two-time Super Bowl champion in Pittsburgh, Steelers Scott Ike Taylor. IT, we're talking a lot about the quarterback position with the Steelers. Steelers legend Terry Bradshaw now defending Kenny Pickett, saying he should be the Steelers starter in the 2024 season. It's no surprise to me that he feels this way. He's been consistent in this argument now for months, and he has experienced that dating back to the 70s as well. Yeah, I mean, he just probably defended him because he understands what it is to be a quarterback in the NFL. He understands what it is to be a quarterback um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he understands, like, really what it is to go through a couple of OCs, you know. So, really, Kenny really haven't, um, mental-wise, really haven't, you know, had a foundation on what a playbook looks like in the course of four years. You know, when you just look at a lot of other quarterbacks who have been doing good, um, the OC caters to what they like and what they dislike. The OC, and I'm talking about offensive coordinator, caters to their strength and their weaknesses. So right now, Kenny has, you know, have, have had an up and down season um, career so far. And the reason why I think that is because, you know, the change in OC. So hopefully uh, Kenny can get some kind of foundation where Kenny can sort of input some of his thoughts, some of his thinking, some of his plays, and have a better understanding what a playbook should look like in the course of three or four years. Yeah, and initially when I saw this quote, and it's like, oh, the Steelers need to get another receiver, another tight end, it's like, wait a second. The full quote from what Bradshaw says was, build up the line, build up around him, and it makes a lot of sense considering he's still on a rookie contract, Dyke. So look at the full quote. understand his perspective as well from his own playing career. I've said this of if Pittsburgh makes a trade or brings someone else in, I don't necessarily just abandon Kenny Pickett. Now it depends on who they bring in. If it's a Kirk Cousins or a Justin Fields, I think they'd get first crack at starting. But as it stands right now, Ike on February the 23rd, a lot can change. I do think Kenny Pickett will be the starter come week one of this upcoming season, but there is a lot of time between now and then. There's a whole lot of time between here and September. Um, training camp, August, preseason. It's a whole lot of time. It's a whole lot of time. It's a whole lot of transactions that can be going down. You got the draft. You got the free agency. You got training camp. So time will tell, Mark. But like you said, it's a lot of time. But if you just think about it, you keep blinking. September will be here ASAP. Because we're talking about the NFL combine right now. And Ike, I think that's a decent enough transition because we've shared our thoughts about the Steelers quarterback situation on previous pods. Go check those out. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It is the NFL offseason, but the NFL Combine is next week, and there is a lot that you can wager on in the offseason with the NFL draft coming up in April. ton of other sports you can gamble on as well. If you want to place a bet on any of the action, BetOnline.ag is the place to do it. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Ike, we're going to the NFL Combine next week. We will both yeah. be there. I want to thank you and the Steelers organization for the opportunity. It'll be my first time. I am pumped. 
Um, that's a testament to you, though. Ike, it's going to be an amazing week in Indianapolis. Well, really, it's me. I just want to I just want to give you an opportunity to see how the combine works. I want to give you an opportunity from working with you over these past four or five years um, just to see things in person, to be honest with you, Mark. Give us the opportunity to, to network and for you to just see and feel and just kind of get in the atmosphere. We talk about these guys a lot. You and I have our own mock draft. We do like top five every position mm-hmm. and we usually don't miss. So I just want to give you the opportunity to at least come and see these kids in person see how they move, see how they act, see how they talk, and just look at the process from going into, into an NFL combine. What's the biggest difference, Ike, as someone who's never been, between physically being there in person versus when you watch on TV? You're just catching the character. You're catching how they walk. You catch how they interact with other alphas. You're catching, you're catching the interviews, um, how they answer interviews, what they're saying, what they like, what they dislike. So, you know, the, the physical part, that ain't nothing but you just checking off boxes on what you probably thought on a person, mm-hmm. what they could and couldn't do. Now, some guys come there and they'll just wow you. But mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, it's more interviewing, getting the feel for the for the uh, young man as an individual. Yeah, and that makes sense to me because it's like if you're good enough to be going to the combine, Ike, that to me is almost like – we'll get Ike back here. That to me is almost like, you know, you can measure all of those things, the body language, the demeanor, how someone carries themselves. I think that the interview process and the access that you would get from the 300 plus players that will be there is probably a heck of a lot more valuable than, oh, here's what this guy's 40 time is. And it's the difference between a tenth of a second. Is that really going to matter uh, in the long run, because I've always said this too, it's it's the underwear Olympics, you know. Right, it's right. It, so to me that access of really getting to know a player, how they think, right, what what they are in their soul, what they are in the essence of a person. They can be saying one thing, and I kind of know this as a journalist, as a media member, where someone can be saying one thing, but then their body language or you know the story is something different, or if that's if that is in fact the same. Uh, that to me, and just to be to have that access, I can't wait to see among the participants that are there, and then just other people from around the league as well. I cannot wait for Indy. No, you're interviewing for a job. You know, if you if you look at it, uh, all 32 teams are beat up: GMs, head coaches, assistant OCs, DCs, strength coaches. Everybody gonna be there from every team. So when you sit down talking as as a player, when you sit down talking to these coaches and these GMs. You know, you're you're getting you're getting interviewed for a job. Now the job is depends on uh what the rankings are, how high you gonna go or what team you're gonna go to. So it's a real live interview. And it's it's long, it's long days for those guys. It's more mentally draining than physical than physical because they didn't train for the physical part, but you know, interview after interview after interview after interview, um, it takes a toll on you mentally for real. So, Ike, I know you've been in your role with the Steelers. When you were a player, you had your pro day. What is the difference between being there as a player and then being in there in your role with the Steelers? What's kind of the difference between the two as, you know, a former player, again, you weren't there, but you did a lot of the right. drills during your pro day. What What is that difference like? Man, that, 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 you know, so for me, I wasn't invited to the combine. So mm-hmm. I had to. Out of 31 days out of the month, I think I traveled 27. 
like back to back to back. I, it was just, it was just, it was just lined up city after city after city after city after city. So, um, you know, for, from, from my perspective, it was kind of cool traveling from city after city. I didn't know any better because I felt like I was interviewing as well. So it didn't bother me for that travel for that month. I'm like, heck man, for this one month, um, man, I get to see and talk to everybody who actually likes me. So I'm getting interviewed. But at the same time, it's just so much easier when you're at the combine because everybody's coming to you. So say. So what do you remember about your visit to Pittsburgh, Ike? Your first time? Uh, met the owner, met Coach Cowell, um, uh, met my position coach at the time. His name was Willie, Willie Robinson. Met him. He put me on the board. He put me on the board. Once I got on the board, um, it was something new for me. He told me a couple of times. After he told me a couple of times. I just picked it up and I left it like that. Like, you know, they, they, they saw me in person and I was just like flew in, flew out. And, and that was it. That was it. That's, that's, that's what I remember. And, you know, fast forward, heck two months after, you know, Pittsburgh became home. When you say he put you on the board, is that you're, you're drawing up plays? What does that mean? Drawing up plays from the playbook, you know? So for me, you know, it was cover one, Cover two a little bit, cover three. But mostly it was like man coverage because we ran a 4 four mm -hmm. defense. Now, getting into a Pittsburgh playbook is double coverages. So it might be 24, 43, 23. So now out of one call, you can have two coverages depending on what the slot do or what the tight end do. Does he go all the way across motion? Does he just stay? Is the Y off? So it was like, it was, that was taxing on the brand. I'm like, man, we got double calls. And one call, depending on what one person do, or depending on if they flip formation. So that was all brand new to me. But it took me, it took me a whole training camp. Once I got in the training camp, uh, my first season was like every my, my head was flying. The first season, my head was flying on the board. Once he slowed it down for me, I was like, okay, I got it. To where it becomes more muscle memory. Really, it becomes just memory. You know, <laughs> okay. the muscle, the muscle, the muscle. The muscle memory is all the way good. It was just the, the mental memory <laughs> was getting taxed. Yeah. Yeah. You've told me about the double coverages before, and I still I still don't know if my brain quite works that way. I because I understand man, I understand cover too. I remember we used to do your uh Taylor Talk film segments when we had the footage from the league, and you were explaining the cover six coverage to me one time, and I it just about broke my brain. Yeah, I mean, cover six ain't nothing but quarter, quarter, half. So yeah. cover cover four, cover four on one side, just split the field. Cover four on one side, cover two on the other side. Absolutely. I so I, to simplify, that's all it is. Cover two on one side, cover four on the other side. Now we just got to see what formation they're in. Absolutely. Ike, so we'll be at the Combine next week. We're both getting in on Thursday. So we'll be there Friday and Saturday. Friday, there'll be the DBs and the tight ends. So can't wait to get your perspective on what you see from the defensive backs, consider you played 12 years as a corner for the Steelers. And then in your scouting capacity now, this is two years now. So Ike, it's just like you're starting to become a veteran in the scouting world as well. Man, I love it. I, I, like when I go to Pittsburgh, like it's a breath of fresh air. Um, I can't wait to go. I can't wait. I, I can't wait to get up there and watch tape. Um, I can't wait to get around uh, the family and the family is, you know, uh, Omar, the general manager, the Rooney's and all the scouts 
that sit up in the room with me, um, all the guys behind the scenes, all the all the all the analyst guys, like it's just it's just it's ho- it's it's home, and we all got one goal. So I think you know this is really like our first season all together because O just got the job mm-hmm. last year. So really, this is our first. So everybody know they role. So uh, I know my role. Um, I'm respectful. Um, I put my hand in the pile. We all put our hand in the pile, and we just get to working. Yeah. Yeah, Ike, um, the thing I'm excited for, too, is not just what we see on the field from the incoming rookies. Mm-hmm. It's the discussion around all of that, too, from other people that are there of, hey, what are your thoughts on this player? What are your thoughts on this team? What their needs are? Being able to have conversations with other people about the league is something where I can't wait to just sit back and listen. Ike, you know, I can be very outspoken sometimes, but in that type of environment, it's like, hey, I have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a grand opportunity for you, bro, just to see it, just to see and feel it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you're, like your thought process is going to be a little different coming coming away from the combine. Um, probably get a few more connections coming away from the combine mm-hmm. if, if you get the networking. So, like I say, man, it's just you'll be able to see how things are, 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 are how the moving parts move, so say, in the NFL, and you'll get a, a, a grand opportunity, you know, live in person just to see how that stuff go. All right, Ike, I got to ask you two things that are fun. If you had to run a 40 right now, timed, what do you think you could run it in? Probably a full five. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I believe if it I, too. If I, train, if I if I train for a month, I can run a four four. If I just train for that four four. I believe it. I've worked out with you and your agent like fine wine, my friend. Um the last thing too, St. Elmo's the shrimp cocktail. We have to make that happen. Uh it's a staple of Indy. That's 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 I mean, come on, bro. That's home, bro. Like, you know, everywhere I go, I find a restaurant. And it just so happened to be St. Elmo. So they they they, 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 they love me over there. Now, as soon as I say my name, I, I call them. They like, yes, sir. We, we already got you situated. I cannot wait. I will pod there next week as well. I will bring the equipment as well. Can't wait to see you in the flesh again. And uh, I know I'll meet you in the airport in Indianapolis. That was a lot of fun this last fall when I surprised you at the airport in Orlando due to a connecting flight. The look on your face was priceless, man. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm like, dang, is that Mark? What the hell is Mark doing right here? <laughs> you know, little did we know, we're, we're on the same flight, bro. It was crazy. Hell of a surprise. Yeah, it was fun watching college football with you and Howard on the plane as well. Shout out to HowardGCigars.com. Mike, uh, you're one of a kind cigar line. Uh, the absolute Appreciate best. You. The absolute Appreciate best. Um, we have one more segment before we get to what Yins think. Uh, so if you have questions for Ike, if you're watching this in real time, uh, we've got a few questions already lined up. Um, okay. If you're watching this right now, leave us a question in the comments and we'll get to the best ones. But Ike, Pittsburgh submitting a bid for the NFL draft, either 2026 or 2027. Detroit is going to host the draft this year. Next year, it's going to be in Green Bay. It's been all over. Kansas City, Cleveland, Philly, Arlington, Vegas. I say bring the draft to the 412, 
see and show the world what that view is like when you come out of the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Let's get everyone some Primanti Brothers as well so they can see what that's all about. I, I really hope that this can come to fruition, Ike, because it showcases great, great cities with NFL teams. It's been on the road, I believe, since 2015. It used to always be at Radio City Music Hall. Would love to see the draft be held in Pittsburgh. Man, shout out to 412. Um, so anybody, anybody other other than the Pittsburgh Steelers logo, make sure y'all go to shop 412. Uh, at the same time, make sure y'all, if y'all do smoke stogies, make sure y'all go to howwouldyoucigars.com. But why not have it in 2027 in a, in a 412 in the city of Pittsburgh? Why not come with a tradition that? Why not come to the South Side and, and catch a tour on a, on, a, on a second floor and see the six Lombardis sitting up on that second floor in them gla glass cases? Why not come downtown and get your Permanent Brothers? Why not come and see the city once you get out of the Fort Pitt Tunnels? You got, you got the Akashore Stadium on your left. You got the Pittsburgh Pirate Stadium on your right. Why not come in the city, man, where it just might snow just a little bit, not too hot, not too cold, the weather the weather be just right. Why not come to a city where you know the Mean Joe Greens, the Terry Bradshaws, the Lynn Swines, um, the, the Troy Palomalos, the ITs. Lambert Ham, yeah, yeah, Elsie yeah, Greenwood. In, in the city of Pittsburgh for that draft, man. It's, it's gonna be a good experience, hopefully. The NFL check off on it, but why not, man? Why not come to the city of that 412 in the year 2027? I had to try Permanti Brothers, Ike, because I don't even like coleslaw. And then I'm like, French fries in the sandwich? What is this? Do how the Romans do is what I would say. Try it. Before, before you knock it, try it. And when you try it, you're going to love it. I promise you that. I promise yeah, I had, you that. You know, I had, I had to adjust to it. You know, that, that was like one of the first tools as a player one of the first spots they take is to Permanis. And, you know, ever since then, you know, I, I didn't like coleslaw because I used to eat coleslaw so much when I was small, you just get tired of it. But they put that thing on that bread, on that French bread, man, with the French fries and that coleslaw and whatever kind of meat you want. And, man, before you know it, man, you done ate the whole thing. You going back for seconds. <laughs> put an egg on the burger, too. For real. So. I, I hope this can happen, though, because I'm looking at some of the other cities and it's like, wait a second, the team with six Lombardis hasn't hosted it yet. Uh, I'll say this. I do miss when they used to have it at Radio City Music Call. I used to always love seeing the Jets fan just boo and boo and whichever pick they had. It was just a great tradition. But this has showcased a lot of great cities and I hope Pittsburgh's in the mix for that as well. So we'll see in the coming weeks what happens with that. Really, to me, the only obstacle would be in April, you're potentially competing with Major League Baseball. So you got to work things out with the Pirates uh, over at their stadium. But other than that, like, I, I see no reason why this can't happen. Man, that's perfect. That's perfect. But I think I think a couple of years ago, the, the MLB players rated the Pittsburgh one of the best stadiums to play in. That, that view is incredible. That view is unbelievable. So it'll be perfect if you're a tourist. It'll be perfect even if you don't like baseball. Just come to the stadium, catch a game or two, just to catch that view. You know, go out on and put it in your memory bank. Pittsburgh has a lot to offer, so um, it's a, it's a little bit of everything in Pittsburgh, man. You can get everything you're looking for. All right, Ike. It's time for what Yins think, and this is where we answer. Uh -huh viewer and listener questions so here we go i got a few queued up and then i'll look at the comments in real time as well 
Okay. Uh, this is coming from CTB727seven two seven. He says, "I would like to know how Ike breaks down a player he is scouting. What things does he look at that we don't?" And then I'll get to the second question after this. So, what are some of the things that you look for when you're scouting a player that the average Joe wouldn't know about Ike? Depending on what I'm looking at, I'm looking at receivers, I'm looking at safeties, or I'm looking at cornerbacks. Um, if I'm looking at cornerbacks. I'm looking at his transition. Transition means how he, uh, how smooth is he in and out the breaks. I'm looking at his eyes always in the backfield. How does he get beat? Uh, when when he gets beat, how does he respond? I'm looking at does he mind tackling? So is he more of a cover corner or he a tackling corner? I'm looking at does he have is he very instinctive um, on diagnosing the plays? Um, does he have a good does he have a good feel for the game? Uh, left corner to right corner. Your right corners are usually your tackling corners. And the reason why I say that is because uh, quarterbacks are usually right-handed. So the dominant side to a formation is to the left. Um, on the backhand side, it's pretty much one-on-one. Uh, from a safety perspective, um, I look at the safety. Are they communicative? Do they communicate with everybody in the secondary and the defense? Uh, are they very instinctive? Do they bait quarterbacks? Uh, do they react? Do they like to come downhill? Is he more of a box safety or a free safety? Uh, from a receiver standpoint, I look at what he's not going to get applauded for. So it's blocking. So I look at when it, when he's not getting the ball, do we block for his teammates? Is he selfish, unselfish? Uh, do he make combative catches? Meaning um, every time somebody's around him, he still finds a way to come out with the ball. Is he smooth? Is he savvy? Coming in and out of his breaks? Is he quarterback friendly? Is he team friendly? So them kind of like the drops of nuggets I just gave y'all on what I think when it comes down to analyzing receivers, corners, and safeties. Let me piggyback off this before we get to the second part of the question, Ike. Uh, you mentioned one-on-one -on -one tackling is a right cornerback. Back when you played as well, you had receivers crack blocking uh, back to the inside of defenses, whether that's on a, a linebacker, say an edge rusher. You know, so when you are in a one-on-one -on -one situation where it's like, oh, okay, you're one-on-one -on -one of the running back, more often than not, would rather go up against a corner than, say, a linebacker, right? So that's what you're talking about there from when you played. That was a legal play to make Correct. to where, again, crack back block, the linebacker might not even see that type of play coming. Um, the second part of the question, looking at film versus watching live, Ike, what are the things that you look for there? I'd rather watch film than watch live. The reason why I like film is because that's what I was raised up on. As a professional, all you do is watch tape. And what I mean by watching tape, you're catching tendencies um, on third down, who's coming in, you're catching personnel. Like on third down, how does the offensive coordinator, if he's bringing this slot receiver in, what plays they like in the slot? Um, if he's bringing this running back in, is the running back coming to come out the backfield or is he coming in the block? Um, so we, we think and play action pass. So. Film for me, um, it's my go-to. That's 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 if, if if you if you give me one trait, Ike knows how to break down and watch film. So that's you, that's 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 my go-to when it comes down to it. But I'd rather watch tape than watch live any, any day. Even when I'm live at a game, I still look up at the TV and watch the game through the TV. When you're watching film, Mike, do you let it run? And the reason I asked that is when I was reading Ryan Chazier's book. I guess Tomlin was like, if you there's something you need to see, it'll pop off the screen consistently, play after play after play after play. Are you one of the types of people that wants to rewind and watch the same play over and over and over again? Or you just let it run. Yeah, they get mad at me because I fast forward. I watch tape, <laughs> I watch tape so fast, 
Mark, it's, it's like, if you ain't keeping up with me mentally, you're going to be pissed off. You're going to leave and go watch tape on your own because I, <laughs> I, I Zoom through tape. Appreciate the question there. Let's get to the next one, Ike. Um, Fat Tony addressing what is the most important position for the Steelers to address in the offseason and why? Uh, I'll handle this, Ike, just because uh, I know there's some things working Correct. with the Steelers that you know, you're limited with what you can say. Appreciate We've it. talked ad nauseum about quarterback. We will continue to talk about the quarterback position, just considering Pickett's the only player under contract as of February, as of this recording. Um, where I look at this is a, is a few things. And I look at positions of need, and I look at the contract situations of players going into contract years. So I'd be shocked if Allen Robinson is back, just considering there's the team option, $10 plus million. So you bring in, okay, who's the third receiver? Is it Calvin Austin the third? Is it someone else not on the current roster? And the reason I say that is Deontay Johnson is entering a contract season. That's one area of need. Cam Hayward also entering a contract season. Yes, you went four and two without him in the lineup, but you gave up a ton of yards when he was not on the field, given what he can do at the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. So continue to upgrade the interior. And I look at linebackers too, Ike, because I like the three players that the Steelers had in Cole Holcomb, Quan Alexander, Elandon Roberts, all three players battled injuries this past season. So for the immediate future, I would look at those three things. I'd look at the center position too, and really the offensive line as a whole, what can you do to upgrade up front to continue to develop the young skill position players? If it's Kenny Pickett, if it's another quarterback, I know it's a lot of different things that I just threw at you there, but that's how I approach this offseason from the Steelers standpoint. You said it best. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. And specific players to target, a lot of time between the draft. And remember, free agency is always after the draft. I can better answer that question from a free agent standpoint depending on what Pittsburgh does in April with the NFL draft. Last question too, from people that wrote it on YouTube page uh, asking like what you saw from Joey Porter in his rookie season uh, and wanted to compare with the four corners taken before him. Ike, I I'm going to say this before you hop in. He uh -huh. reminds me of you in the sense that the cover corner where he can take away a number one receiver uh, want to see him improve his tackling ability. Would love to see more turnovers. But for a rookie season, I thought it went just about as well as it could have for Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, I mean, when you when you coming in as a rookie and you play cornerback and, you know, you're going to Las Vegas because you got an opportunity to get a uh, defensive player of the year as a rookie that says a lot about J.P. Jr. Mm -hmm. um, when you talk about a guy who was bred up in the locker room and usually our kids when they're bred up in the locker room and go two, two different ways. Either they feel entitled because they're living off their dad's name or they just want to make their own story or their book. J.P. Jr. wind up, he's creating his own story and his own book. He's just hes just so happy and we just so happy um, for him to be fortunate enough to be a Pittsburgh Steeler just like his daddy. So for me, I would give him an eight on what he did when he came in. And he asked the coaches if he can check the team's best receivers. And the coaches said yes. And he wind up uh, handling his business the first game against uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I think they I, I think he followed him just on third down. So it went from third downs to you know what, let JP Jr. do what JP Jr. do, just follow him the whole game. So yeah, from my perspective, um just knowing JP Jr. since he was small to now, <coughs> excuse me, I would give him I would give him an A, uh A plus, man, for a rookie to come in and kind of have that mentality um and, and ask the coach and the coaching staff, can he travel? That says a lot about his confidence. 
and what he can do in this up. Yeah, where he says, give me number one consistently. As a rookie, that's only, to me, that's only going to continue to improve Correct. here Correct. in the coming weeks. A few live comments I want to get to, Ike. Uh, this was a player we talked about a little bit off the pod. Um, viewer asking about Quinyan Mitchell out of Toledo. I know we talked some of, uh, about him off the pod um, from what you've seen from him on tape. I don't know at number 20, Ike. I haven't gotten that far in my draft evaluations, but I know you've watched tape on this player. Yeah, I was like him in December. So um, I was liking Q in December. Um, I was liking him a lot. Uh, I just felt um, watching him on tape. He was a technician in his, in his tape, uh, smooth in his back pedal, uh, very instinctive, can tackle, big kid. Uh, six one and some change. I think he like one ninety five. Uh, down from, down here from Gainesville, um, wasn't a four or five. I think he was a three star athlete. Uh, went to Toledo, and he made himself a name when he went to the Senior Bowl. So, uh, yeah, I, I like I like the kid a lot. Um, he's one of my favorite um, guys to watch on tape. Um, when you see a corner who's instinctive, don't mind coming downhill, and I call it snotty nose. What I mean by snotty nose is getting his hands dirty and putting his face in the fan and tackling it. And, but yet, and still, he can finesse you and and and, and catch picks and, and bait quarterbacks because of his knowledge for the game. So, and then to go into further further stuff, um, you know, just, just understanding his background overall, he's just a good kid and a good hard-working kid. So, you know, I've, I've been liking Q for a minute. You know, he was one of the guys I watched, so uh, Tom Mattel, and he made himself a lot of money, you know, in that draft, in that uh, in that senior bowl. So um, it was a few questions that people had because he went to the school of Toledo. He checked every box when he went down to Mobile, Alabama for that senior bowl, and he made himself some money on handling his business day after day. Yeah. Uh, the viewer who submitted the question, too, about mm -hmm. scouting says to say, Thanks for the Nuggets, Ikes. I've always been, you've always been one of my favorite players, Steelers fan, since 1972. Appreciate you, T. Thank you for contributing to the show as well. We love hearing from viewers. Uh, Ike, I think we've got time for one more. Uh, Javon Bullard out of Georgia. Uh, safety as well. Not sure if you've seen any tape on him. Uh, again, I know you've watched a ton of tape in advance of the Combine. Good, good dude. Uh, box safety, I would say. So, time to tell you know I can I can submit all all my entries, but you know by the end of the day we can only draft seven. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of it's a lot of different positions that you go for. Um, that's above my pay grade. So okay, um, I let I let O the owner and Coach T decide on that. But I do like Javon. He's a hell of an athlete. Okay, okay. Uh, Demond checking in as well, saying Ike. You continue to have an amazing journey. Wish you the best of luck uh, and blessings on your journey. Uh, Demond, thank you for checking in this morning. Yeah, D. Brown, appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in on the show, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. A few other comments about the quarterback position, too, Ike. For anyone watching that again, go back and watch our previous show when we were together. Uh, I've shared a lot of my thoughts on all of the possibilities that the Steelers have at the quarterback position. There aren't as many possibilities as you might think that there are, just considering other team needs, 
money, draft positioning, and so right. forth. And you're competing against the other 31 teams in the league that also need good quarterback play. Uh, again, we, we know Kenny Pickett will be back. There's a lot that the Steelers could do between now and then. And we'll have reaction based on whatever the team ends up deciding to do at the quarterback position because we know that they will need two. So go back and watch previous podcasts if you're watching this live from our show when it comes to the quarterback position, Ike, because like, man, it's February. The draft's going to be at the end of April. Like I'm almost tired of talking about quarterback, Ike. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, it. that's the part of football. That's one of the main positions, Mark. Oh, man, so I know. You, you got to, you know, for us, you know, for us talking sports, especially football, we're going to talk about that forever. Because without a quarterback, you know, you're only going as far as your quarterback going to take you. So, um, yeah, that's how I look at it. Thank you to the people that have submitted questions for what Yins think. Again, Ike and I are going to go to the combine next week. So, We'll be there all day Friday, all day Saturday. So defensive backs and tight ends on Friday. Saturday, Ike, I'm very excited because it's a loaded quarterback class. You got quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs on Saturday. So I I can't wait to watch this too. And you know I'm in North Carolina too, Ike. I can't wait to see Drake Bay, uh, Daniels out of LSU, who I remember we were on the plane together watching that LSU-Missouri game, and it was like, hey, here's the guy who's going to end up winning the Heisman. We're watching the game together. Uh, you know, Caleb Williams, it's going to be an amazing week in Indy uh, and just a lot of talent per usual when it comes to the NFL Combine. It's going to be a good experience, bro. Ike, anything else you want to address here before we wrap up? I think this has been a full pod. No, I, I want to appreciate uh, you. I want to appreciate appreciate Believe in Steelers. Uh, I want to appreciate everybody who's been tuning in live for us. Thanks for all the questions uh, and what Yens think. Thanks for everybody who behind the scenes on this podcast. Just want to appreciate all the fans uh, for always tuning in. Make sure y'all give us a five piece, a five star rating um, whenever y'all kiss our reviews. Yeah, Ike. Barring major major news, we'll likely be back. Later on next week, probably once we're in Indianapolis. So unless something huge happens, that's probably we'll be back on this feed. So a lot ahead on Believe in Steelers, though. So keep it here on Apple and Spotify, five stars and five stars only Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Please hit that subscribe button as well. Helps us out a ton. Yes. Appreciate y'all. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching Believe in Steelers. We'll see you next week from Indianapolis. Until then, take care. So long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.